Welcome to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. Keep up with Lisa's day-to-day problems and solutions she encounters with Outlook, third-party apps, and Office 365. The learning never ends, folks. Learn from Lisa. You're listening to Call That Girl's Office 365 Show. I'm Lisa Hendrickson, your hostess, and this is show number 23. Just a reminder, you can find my shows and notes at callthatgirl.biz slash office365 or on podnuts.com slash ctg. This show has been recorded for Podnuts. There is no YouTube show this week. And my guest this week is Rob Berger, who has been on Podnuts many times. Welcome, Rob. Hi, good evening. Thank you. Uh I get to actually talk to him in person. We do a lot of emailing (laughs) normally, but Rob has been... A part of the Office 365 migrations. I believe he bought my book. I, I've, you know, been emailing with him ever since. So he'll be a great guest. We're going to talk about uh, his migration experience and then a couple other more advanced things about Microsoft that kind of intrigued me. I heard him talk about on a podcast. So anyway, uh, this show is about Office 365 and Outlook. And if you're an aspiring Office 365 technician or veteran and just like listening to my stories, I welcome everyone. Just an FYI, we do talk about Exchange a lot. So in time as we do more shows, we will touch upon other Office 365 products as well. But the reason why I focus on migrations is because this is the core reason why people are moving to Office 365. Feel free to email me any questions at lisa at callthatgirl.biz. And before we get going, I'd like to take a moment to thank our new show sponsor, AppRiver, email and web security specialist. AppRiver offers phenomenal Office 365 sales and support, and they have been my preferred vendor for all my clients for two years now, and I'm thrilled to have them as a sponsor. If you have listened to my past shows, you've heard me talk about AppRiver often, and to set up a time to talk to my personal sales rep, Steve Harris, you can email him at sharris at appriver.com. There we go. Rob, I'm just going to tell you that what happened yesterday I'm just going to jump right into the drama. I just have to. It's just like on my hot list. Yesterday was my assistant's first day of doing the phones. So what happens, of course, we're bombarded. Booking after booking after booking. I'm using the VCTA tool for scheduling. I trained her on it. I started noticing that my calendar was leaving me no breathing room. And if you use those scheduling systems, you have to book yourself out, right? Okay. So next thing I know, I look at my calendar. I've got four hours booked solid about look troubleshooting back to back, which is not what I like. Okay. One of the clients I had was a callback from two days ago. She originally called because her email was having problems, her Outlook, her Gmail syncing. I was like, well, you've got 13 gigs trying to synchronize. That's a little heavy. Have you ever seen that before? My, the largest mailbox I think I worked with was about nine or 10. So okay. close to there. Okay. Well, once you become an Outlook expert, you see stuff like 20, 30, 40 gigs corrupted. I mean, it's real common for me. But I told her, I said, okay, so after an hour, I got her stuff moved to archive files. Things were smooth. And then she's telling me about this program she wants to use for her CRM. Now, a lot of these new CRM products don't have synchronization from Outlook to, like let's say, Gmail. But their products work with Gmail, Okay which I don't understand why they leave Outlook out of the equation on this. It doesn't make sense. So anyway, I said to her, well, I can set up this program called G-SyncIt. That's 20 bucks, and it'll take me about a half hour to configure. So problem number one is on Tuesday, I forgot to put in my notes that we were going to work on G-SyncIt 
at the next appointment and I build her for the half hour already. So I hate when I do that. So on today at the appointment, I said, you know, customer, I totally forgot. Um, I didn't say I forgot. I said, I didn't put in my notes what we were going to work on today. And she starts going into all these things that I don't remember, like random uh, other issues. And I'm like, no, that isn't right. And then finally she said, oh, and you're going to set up that program for me. So remember, my calendar is very booked. I only had her scheduled for a half hour. So, okay, in a half hour, it took me 15 minutes to figure out how to do the syncing tool. And as I was setting it up, this is where my first problem is, I'm going to tell people is, only work on one problem at a time when you're doing intricate troubleshooting. Do not let the customer stray you into other problems because this is number one. This has happened to me in the past. Luckily, I caught it before. Um, like I've told people, let's just work on one problem at a time because then I'll do it right. Well, she actually snuck in on me and she snuck in the second problem because, hang on, I need water. I'm so dehydrated from today. Okay. She snuck it in that her IMAP on one computer didn't match her other one. I said, well, of course it's not going to because your first computer I helped you with had 13 gigs. A lot of it was corrupted and your other one has like 2.5 gigs, which is accurate. So next thing I know, I'm working on this G-Sync program. I'm trying to figure that out because when you have to download a program, sometimes it takes a while. So you're like, well, I have a couple minutes to spare. That's when I get into problems, right? So again, people, we're going to recap. What do we do? One problem at a time. Okay. So I get this G-Sync program going and I told her this is going to take a long time for the first time to sync. Have you ever set that up, Rob? Uh, not with that specific program, no. Okay. Well, normally third-party apps are kind of uh, clunky and stuff. It could take a while. So it was going to take like two hours. Did she at least have a fast connection to download it, or was it a small app? The download, you know what? It was the app didn't take long. But see, that's where she got me straight into the other stuff. But the, um, the syncing is what took a while. Because Gmail contacts go through two rounds with this program. It does like a first run over to make sure that everything's there. Then it does a second one where it collects all the information. Okay. Oh, all right. Moving ahead. I had, I was late for my next appointment by 20 minutes. So of course I did the appropriate thing and called at two 30 on the nose and told the next client I'm running behind. I'm really sorry. So that delayed all my other appointments for the day. So just because of me straying off the path, I had all my afternoon screwed up. So I finally get done with everything and I look at her computer and I kid you not, I saw, thank you for calling Geek Squad. And I'm like, did she just call Geek Squad in between all this time because she's panicking over something? I seriously didn't know, but I couldn't help what I saw. It's right there. So I send her a chat and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to finish. And she's like, oh, that's great. I'm fine. Well, then I think I remembered she had a virus in the morning and they must have helped her. So whatever. Okay. So. I get into her computer and the syncing did not work. All her numbers were off. Her Outlook contacts didn't match her Gmail, which didn't ma match her third-party app. And I said, look, you know, I don't know what to tell you, but this is not going to be easy like I thought it was going to be. And then she goes, Lisa, the numbers are all off in Outlook. All my duplicates I cleaned up yesterday that I took all day to do are gone. She goes, where's the backup? <laughs> and you know where this is going. <laughs> that's, when, that's when you ask her, that's great. Where's your backup? I, I seriously like about broke down. I was so frustrated. 
I told her, I said, client, I had to think about it. I was like, I, I didn't do a backup. Oh my God. I back up everything, Rob. I like export import all day long. And then I had to think about it. Why didn't I do the appropriate backup here? And I realized back to number one is I got rushed into it by helping with another job. Okay. It even tells you in G sync it, make sure it's backed up. And because I wasn't paying attention and I'm taking the fall for this because now I have to go and clean up her database for her with all the duplicates. I have to clean it up, but I don't know her life. So I don't even know how to clean up half of this stuff. So, okay. So the, the kind of the worst part was, is I could tell she was very frustrated and then she's like, so now we're back to square one and now we're this and now we're that. And then we got to fix those files. And I, and she was really kind of mad. And I said, you know, look client, um, I, I can sense you're really upset and I'm really sorry. I've already told you like three times that I cannot do anything but fix the database. But if we're going to move on together like this, we can't be mad at each other. <laughs> and I just, you know, I had to set that tone of you either have to be happy with the work I'm going to provide you and not be mad. Otherwise, I'm not going to help and I'll just give her money back and tell the next tech what I did. I mean, what would you do in this situation? Have you ever used the product from Mappy Lab? Uh, they have a great tool for finding duplicate messages as well as duplicate contacts. I used them many, many years ago. No. And actually, there was just a post on, on TechNibble about it, and I posted oh. it. But I can send you a direct link after we're done, so you can include them in the notes. But they have a great product, and I want to say it's like $25. Uh, and it can combine and merge and eliminate all of your duplicate contacts. I used it many, many years ago to to sift through some some public folders in an exchange system where everybody was dragging all the messages in and nobody realized that everybody else was also dragging the messages yeah. in. So that may be helpful in this kind of a case. Yeah. I'll look it up, but this I had to export it to Excel. So that's where I need uh, Excel duplicate cleaner upper because the Excel file duplicate did not help at all. Their, their little formula for cleaning up duplicates. Oh, well, send it's, it to me. I do work with uh, with Excel all day and, and, and can do a lot of oh, magic with it. Oh, thank you. There's 84 that she cleaned up, so it shouldn't be too bad. But, you know, it's a, I, I just am disappointed that I, I let it do that. And I try to tell people who listen to the show, I mess up, you know. I, and this is a big mess up for me to take, not do the right job and not back up after she told me she just cleaned everything up. But I just know that this is what clients do sometimes is they get you distracted. Mm -hmm. And you do mess up. And how are you going to fix that? And now I have to do the labor. And I think after I do the labor, I'm probably going to end up, um, she's going to probably fire me or I'm going to fire her because I just don't know. She's just one of those people that's like, now, 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 now this, now that. And I'm like, if I have to move ahead, she actually said to me, are you going to charge me for this? I'm like, no, I'm not going to charge you for this, but I don't know if I'm going to help you after this. You know, <laughs> like I'm not sure I'm going to be your technician for the rest of this because when people Google Outlook expert, I'm there. Who else do they call? Now she has to go take the problem to somebody else. So maybe you could be that person, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> sure. If you need Excel help, I can do some, I can do some, <laughs> some whiz bang wizardry, uh, Good, with, no. with functions and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a great example of customer service. Yeah. We all mess up. We all, uh, rush through and, you know, skip our processes as, as people like to talk about on the other discussions, uh, about having our written processes. But yeah, we all mess up and this is our chance to, Make it right because we know how frequently or, or, or how much of an impact rather one bad customer can have in terms of, you know, destroying the, the benefit of, you know, 10 good customers. 
Well, I normally have awesome customers all day, and I've kind of learned to, um, when I sense a drama starting, like, I am good at getting out of it. Like, I, I can tell when people are edgy, but I think with um, all remote support work, since you're not sitting there next to the person, and I know you do a lot of remote support, it's it's different because you're you're not a real person to them, but you are. And it's easy for someone to get heated. But the other thing is, is just managing the expectations. I've said this in many shows. I'm pretty good at it, at managing, you know, the problems that are going to be coming and telling people what's going to happen. But sometimes I have to stop myself and go, don't let them make you do two things at once. Don't let them, like sometimes my favorite is, are you sure you want to delete that contact list? Oh, yeah. You can go ahead and delete it. I'm done with that. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to back it up first because, you know, the minute I don't is the day you want it back, and then you're mad at me. Yeah, and, yep. and even if it goes fine, you know, nine times out of ten, that that last time is going to mm-hmm. kick, kick you in the butt. Oh, yeah, that's why export everything before a client says, oh, yeah, I don't want that anymore. Because a week from now, they're going to go, you know what, I really needed that, and I told you to delete it, and now I'm mad at you because you didn't back it up. <laughs> yeah, well, I've learned. I'm getting better with with what I do, but that one today really set the tone. Now, the good thing is, is after that appointment, I still had good appointments. I didn't let it bother me. I kept a cheery spirit, but um, but actually, she yelled at me about a half hour ago. So, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm looking at this database she sent me, or I took, and I'm like, I don't see any duplicates now. How do you tell a person that? You know. <clears throat> so yeah. Anyway, okay, so the show today had better stories, but that one kind of trumped all. I had a lot of learning lessons for, for people out of my, my misery. Um, how was your week, Rob? My week was great. Uh, it's been busy, and uh, I've been excited to, uh, to do this podcast. I had a couple of items I wanted to talk about. And, some uh, notes. Some, some good notes, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going well. Good. Well, then what we'll do is I'm going to talk about a couple of the things and we'll jump in and then we'll do a little commercial break. Um, are you coming to CompTIA in Chicago? Unfortunately, no, I'm not. Why not? I got other things. Can't make it. What? That's like two months out. I'm booked up. I got a lot of stuff on the calendar. Well, for those folks that aren't aware of what CompTIA is, they're having their annual uh, Channel Con event, which is like a channel conference. Uh, I, I, I call it a tech conference of sorts. I went last year. It was a lot of fun. Um, a whole bunch of us from around the country got together, came there. Uh, Mike Smith and Carrie Holzman did a podcast live. I did one with Bryce Whitty from TechNibble. And that was just a two-hour event. But we had three other days to do stuff. And it's just like a big tech conference. You hang out. You can go to keynote speakers. Uh, there's conference room meetings. There's a lot of learning opportunities. And we gave, um, uh, excuse me. Uh, they give you free lunch, breakfast, and free snacks at the vendor fair. So, you know, if you think about coming, it's in Chicago, August second through the fifth. The let's see, the Chicago Hilton Air, uh, excuse me, Chicago Hilton um, Hotel is giving a deal for one fifty nine a night, and it's right on. I think was it Madison Avenue? I think it's right there, like in the fancy part. Michigan. Michigan Avenue, yeah. Sorry, Madison's New York, I believe. So anyway, a whole bunch of us are going. All the podcasters that you've probably listened to. Mike Smith, Carrie Holzman, Matt Rodella, Matt Rainey, uh, Bryce Whitty's coming up from Australia, uh, Chris Crothers, Jeff Hallish, and Steve McLaughlin, who is Door to Door Geek, and myself. We're going to have a podcasting meetup 
afterwards is going to be like a technible meetup. So if anybody's interested in coming, just spending a day or two or the whole conference, you can get more information at callthatgirl.biz slash comp TIA. It should be a pretty good time. Uh, also coming up next week on Sunday, June 7th. I don't know. Actually, this probably won't even be aired then. <laughs> I shouldn't even say it. Mike Smith is going to be on my show, uh, live YouTube. But if you missed it and catch us later, you can check it out on YouTube. We'll be recording it. Uh, it'll be tagged the Mike Smith show. Uh, again, if you have any questions, you can email me at least at callthatgirl.biz. If you want to check out my five technical ebooks I have, you can go to callthatgirl.biz slash publications. All right, Rob, let's jump into some Microsoft Exchange migration stuff for the listeners. I kind of want to first ask you, where did you start getting interested in this? How did you get interested? What happened? Well, I've worked with Exchange in the corporate world uh, since 5.5, so almost 20 uh, years ago. Me too. I but, was an Exchange admin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so I've, I've have been and still am doing that. Uh, but I got interested in, in Office 365 and hosted Exchange about a year ago. Uh, I heard you guys talking about it, and and I actually was was sick of my own mm-hmm. business mail and and the the difficulties that I had, and and it was to the point where I quit my contract in the middle of my existing host because mm-hmm. I was so frustrated with them, and it's like you know what for me to change hosting, change uh, mail hosting, change web hosting, change all the the domain hosting and registration, I must have been pretty fed up with it. Yeah. Uh, so it cost me, you know, a couple hundred dollars. And wow. once I might once I migrated my own, I loved it. Uh, so I, I I heard you guys uh, have some podcasts on it and was reading on the forums about it and started offering it as a service to to outside to my existing clients sure. and have done have done several since then. Yeah, what's the what was your first job like? The first one, uh, well, I emailed you several times about it, <laughs> and uh, we had a lot going back and forth. Uh, I think the biggest part was just my nerves and and being, uh, you know, eager and and having the anxiety for it. It was a law firm of about I think it was nine or ten uh, yeah. lawyers in the firm, and they were all doing pop mail. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, relatively easy in terms of PSTs. Uh, the, the big gotcha that I discovered after I purchased your book and I had all of my checklists ready to go and I realized that those checklists are always evolving and always, oh, yeah. uh, you know, changing. There's never just set in stone, but I've, I found the great little thing of if you are copying calendar appointments from a PST into the exchange mailbox, it adds a, a prefix to the subject line, and I want to say it says copy, colon, and then whatever the subject was, uh, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get rid of them. So I ended up finding uh, a VB script online uh, to correct the problem initially, but after that, realized uh, that, and I, it may have been in conversations with you, that if you move the appointments instead of doing a copy from the PST to the exchange mailbox, then that mm-hmm. uh, prefix and you know isn't prepended to, to the subject of the of the meeting. So the lawyers had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of appointments in their calendars. So any little thing that was you know different or wrong about yeah. it was was going to be very high impact. And, well, and they find it too. They oh, find that they will after two weeks they'll be like there was this one thing and you're like uh, do I got to redo it all? 
No, it was yeah. after I, it was after one day. Uh, but, <laughs> so what was really nice was that uh, I, I I like to schedule my migrations for a Friday evening. Mm-hmm. So that then I can do the work on a Friday evening and then go see the people in, in person. I don't, I don't do them remotely. I haven't mm-hmm. done any remotely yet like you do. All of them are, have been for my existing customers yeah. here, here in Columbus. But then what I like to do is on Saturday, go visit them and spend an hour, configure their phones, walk them through and show them, yes, this is Outlook. It's still the same way, but a lot of it is. And, and what the, the part of it that really grabbed them and was appealing to them because it was a law firm and they need to know where everybody is yeah. and scheduling appointments is the calendar function. So they can set their free busy time and people can know who's in court, who's at a deposition, yeah. who's, you know, at the doing research, who, you know, where people are, even if they're not uh, in their office or answering their phone. Yeah. And then, and then other appointments can be put on their calendars to meet with, you know, different clients, you know, next Wednesday, whatever it is. So the, the calendar was the highest visibility uh, feature for them that, wow. that, that that they were going for. And and they love it. It's been a, a godsend for them. And what's nice is that as part of my proposal to them, which which they agreed to, is that they wanted me to retain administrative password and control of their uh, site hosted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I use AppRiver just like you do, and they've been great. I have more to mention about them. Uh, so I was able to, without impeding the users or, you know, all of the lawyer uh, processes and workflow, I was able to access their mailboxes remotely nice. and, fi- and fix all of the appointments. Mm-hmm. So then the next time they logged in or they would automatically sync to the phone, mm-hmm. it would just be fixed. So it, it, it was, you know, and again, this is a great feature of the, of the synchronization to Android, iPhone, tablet, uh, you know, laptop, desktop, you know, the, the Outlook client is that it all synchronizes. And so I don't mm-hmm. have to go there on site to fix it. Yeah. I, I can fix it remotely, uh, online and then it just propagates down to the user. I did that today, actually, at a client. They're not one of my Office 365 clients, but they had uh, 17,000 bad calendar entries. And because it was on a Mac, it didn't show up. So I said, well, hey, let me, since you're exchange, let me just download that to my Outlook. And I'm like, whoa, buddy. And then he had 3,000 <laughs> reminders. And what would happen is these people were trying to uh, see his calendar. Well, they couldn't because it was overloaded with corruption. I did that a week ago, and I cleared it all out. And he's like, people are still having problems. I'm like, they need to shut down their computer maybe i mean they have to get a refresh from the server somehow you know um i don't know but anyway he's fine i I logged in i was like it's all gone so yeah i mean that's what i love about um being an admin or having that access um do you ever have uh, people like all your clients do that where they you're the it admin no matter what or is that an option I give them the option and yeah. I've had, and I've had a couple of, uh, real estate agents who've decided, no, they don't want me to. Yeah. And I say, that's fine. Here you go. Here are all the accounts. Here are all the passwords. And I don't have them. If you ever want me to do, uh, work again, I'm going to need those passwords, but absolutely. That's fine. Here and, you go. And you're going to pay my expensive rate. Well, yeah, you're going to pay the rate. <laughs> uh, and, and other people, they say, yes, we want you to have it uh, because we want you to be the admin of record yeah. so that when we need to add another user or modify uh, yeah. send as permissions or permissions on, on their calendar, then I can just do that remotely. Yeah. And it, and it kind of shows up magically for them tomorrow. Uh, so it's, Well, it's, I try it's to fixed. do the, the, break, uh, the fast admin stuff. And let me tell you that I've, um, I kind of come from the school of, well, 
I used to not be very expensive, and now I am. So I always kind of think that, well, a client's not going to want to pay me $2,000 for this job and then another 500 for a ticket. So I didn't offer it a lot. I waited till they had a problem, and I said, well, it's going to be 89 bucks for that, or if you bought a ticket, it's going to be 31 And I finally got into learning. It's you pitch everything at once. So they're not sticker shocked and say, well, look, here's the migration. Here's, here's the prepaid ticket. If you want special training, it's that. If you want pre migration outlook tune-ups, it's this. And, and a lot of clients, you'd be surprised if you offer, they buy everything. You got to offer. Otherwise you never know. Sure. Absolutely. And, and yeah. I've, I, I've seen a lot of, of customers have that sticker shock and they don't realize yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot of admin DNS work ahead of time, uh, you know, depending on who their current host is. Yeah. And then there's, yeah, a, a lot of, besides the initial configuration and the loading of the mailbox and the waiting for the, for the upload to, to synchronize to the server, there's a lot of work in there. There's a lot of time on keyboard. And you ruin your Friday nights by it. I don't do them anymore on Friday nights. <laughs> I ruined their business day over it, and that's how I learned I like it. Actually, well, if you, if you need to do them on a Friday, if you need to do them on a Friday night, if I don't have other plans, give me a call. But you know what, Rob? The whole thing is, is that I I thought I was doing it right, doing them in the mornings because then it'd be done by the afternoon. And I, as I did them, I learned that people with like ten, twelve gigs need overnight sometimes. And if they're on slow internet, did you check out the last show I did with Marvin? Oh yes. Ah! That was all of that fun stuff. Oh, that slow internet, just problems after problems. And so, anyway, um, I totally lost my train of thought over that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, actually, you know, talking about the the uh, the big uh, you know mailbox size and slow oh, internets. Yeah. When I was doing the first law firm, I had had set up my my remote software. I used Instant House Call, and so I I preset that up on all of the machines. And I went to remote into one of the the partners' machines, and it was offline. So I call, I call the, the managing partner and I say, you know, where is, where's her machine? Did she shut it down? We, we talked explicitly that the machine has to be on. They yeah. say, Oh no, she shut it down. She took it home. Oh, you're killing me. Yeah. The, the one instruction was leave it on at the office. Well, I get in touch with her at home and. Hers was the one machine that I was not able to screen ahead of time, so I didn't know how much mail she had. Yeah, she had about nine gig of mail, and of it actually and it and actually ended up being good that she was at home. Faster internet. She had a separate internet <laughs> connection, so I was I was you know cramming the pipe at her house and then also at the office with everybody else. That's nice. I remember. So what I was saying was, you do them on Friday nights, and I do them. I used to do them in the mornings. I still like doing them during the business day because I, I just had to change my life to get used to having nights and weekends off. But I have been doing some on Friday nights. It depends on what they have going on. And if I don't have anything going on, I'm like, yeah, I can babysit this all night and tomorrow. And you're right. It's a, Marvin said that. It's kind of like, yeah, why have the clients around? Sure. and then, Why and ruin their business day? You can either make them sit and wait or it can be, you know, all done in the morning, ready for yeah. them. Well, Rob and I, I don't think you'll mind me saying this. I've kind of been trying to talk to him about working with me on migrations. And of course, every time I talk to you about it, I got some on the pipe, but then they don't work out. So I'm like, I have a 50 person one that's in talks, right? I want to do it so bad, but I'm like, how can us two do 50? I mean, I need to bring in more hands to do we it my do way, it. to we do could, it my way. We could do it. Eh. We could do it. Between the two of us, maybe one other person. Absolutely. Yeah. Between the, the 10 law firm, I probably could have squeezed in 
maybe five or ten more. Really? Uh, I mean, it's just depending on how much sleep I want to give up. But to get it done, absolutely, I would have done that. I did the 12 person by myself. I've done under 10 numerous times by myself. I'm sweating bullets, though, by the end of the day. I mean, I am so exhausted I could die. But the first job I ever did, I think I've told people, is I did a 22-person hosted exchange back in the old days. And I had five techs, though. So to me, it was, you know, I had enough staff. I don't have that. But anyway, yeah, I'm looking at trying to build up a a migration team of sorts to take, you know. So I don't have to do it all anymore. I just am getting tired. <laughs> I, think. I love it. It's fun. I, I, there, I know. There, the, the, from when I can start moving content on the machine from the PST to the mailbox and I start checking it online and I see the content, yeah. I see the content showing up. It's like, oh, it's working. It's great. I get a tech high still. I've done 150 of these things. The minute I see that email, I'm like on and then I'm like, we're on. So I go get exporting or start importing. And uh, one thing I wanted to say to you earlier is that um, one trick about calendars and contacts is you should export to a CSV file. Um, maybe since the book came out, Rob, I, I changed that, but it's definitely a lifesaver. You export the whole calendar as a CSV and the contacts and it imports in perfect. Why do you see that as a benefit over just moving the content? Well, look at the problem you had the first time. You had that the first time. First absolutely. time. But I just found that exporting and importing gets in every single cell that's supposed to be in there perfect. And I've had flawless using that. So I don't know. Plus, I've had to do some finagling. Like, um, I've actually had to do some migrations through um, my Log Me and Rescue tools. Mm-hmm. I've had to, like, skip a beat because they have slow internet. So I've just said, I'm going to kidnap it and do it on my computer. So I have 50 down so I can get things done. You know, I've, like like some of my night jobs, I've had to do that. But so anyway, how many are you at now? Have you done successfully? What's your bill rate? Are you still the? Uh, still the uh, well, I, I bid it out on project rate okay. uh, by mailbox, and I know that you just switched to an hourly. Uh, I'm, I'm no, still... I kept project rate. I just raised my rates. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> I, I I have not. I, I think I'm closer to where you used to be. Um, yeah. But but still, I think that target is for me the small business. Uh, the people that I've done mm-hmm. have been law firms, small businesses, and, and real estate agents. Yep. Those are people who, you know, live and die by their calendar yep. and they're not going to be in the office. Oh, no. So if there's an admin person, you know, making appointments mm-hmm. or they need, or somebody else who needs to check the schedule and find out where they are and, and, and what the availability is, mm-hmm. you know, tomorrow, next week, next month, all of that can happen. So, yep. so that's really, uh, the, the kind of client that I'm targeting. Yeah. And, and I'm not marketing outside of my existing client base. Really? Uh, the, the people that I've worked with have already been existing customers of mine, uh, whether it's residential and, and we talk about it and they say, well, you know, my husband or my wife works in this business. Let's talk about this for them. Mm. Or it's people who I'm already doing work for them in their business. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the difference is that you've already seen their computers probably. You know them. You have a different relationship. Um, For people that are going to market outside of their current clientele, you're sometimes going in blind. And uh, the biggest thing I've ever found is you don't know that they have 20 gigs in their Gmail that needs to come down and then get back up. So I don't spend a lot of time doing the the onboarding, you know, like checking every person's computer because Mm -hmm. I have to charge way more to do that. And I just found that what I do is about right. I just know to give out better expectations to people. 
So I'd leave that wiggle room for just in cases. Mm-hmm. You know, on Monday I did a two-person migration, and I'm, I'm getting to think that these are almost more difficult sometimes. But but I, 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 I booked them out at uh, 10 o'clock, no, 11 o'clock, and I got done at 4, and I didn't book any other clients, right? It was a five-hour job and a half-hour aftercare yesterday. So it's about five and a half hours for two people. Granted, I had downtime, you know, like while the email was syncing and stuff. I could have done other things like build clients, but I've chose not to do that anymore. Do you ever do that? Well, mine were were in the evening, so oh, I, did, yeah. I, I wasn't multitasking with other yeah. other clients. What I was doing was once I got one machine going, one mailbox going, and I knew I had a lot of wait time, yep. then I would start at the next mailbox. Gotcha. Uh, so, so I could cycle through them. And, and see where they were. And as long as I had my, my big grid of you know, users on one side and tasks and processes on the <laughs> other side, I could always keep track of where I was, uh, which is great when you're toggling back and forth. Oh, yeah. Between, you know, a half dozen machines over a few hours. Oh, keeping you know, all your notes and everything for every pro. Oh, man. Absolutely. You need that. It's multitasking. It, absolutely. And, and also, that's a time when... I can I can finalize and, and I and I took my cue from from you and your book, but I, I pr- give all of the users some custom documentation for yeah. them, and I give them this is the OWA address you go to, this is how you configure your phone if it's an Android or, or an iPhone or or mm-hmm. even uh, you know an iPad tablet. You can use either the native mail app or you can use Outlook now, especially now that it's you know full RTM, and it it gives them. You know, kind of a little bit of a documentation for this is how the calendar works now, and it's the right way. You're using a real exchange mailbox yeah. calendar, no and more not band-aids. just yeah, absolutely. But Rob, you, we have a problem here with our society, though. And what do you think I'm going to say? Just guess. Inbox zero is the answer. Oh, I love inbox zero, but outside <laughs> of that, no. This is the problem: is you can send any person in the world a nice three sentence paragraph and. They read two words of it, and then they don't read it. So I've learned that my documentation is almost nothing because my people don't read. They're all too busy. They have too much mail. They don't care. And this is when I had the migration meltdown in January. I sent out bullet-pointed, just easy stuff, and that's what completely changed my migration after that. And you sent me, by the way, a bunch of documents, right? Yeah, now, I you wanted you to do them. Yep. Now, here's the thing is that I think you gave it to me during my meltdown ish time. So I during uh, when I was driving back from Florida, I spent some time making a checklist of things I wanted. And Marvin and I actually rebuilt some of the lists, too, because slow Internet was another factor. Are you on a Mac or a PC? There's just like 50 questions you can ask to be prepared. So now I make people fill out forms instead of me sending out an email. I actually tell them in the form so they check off and know that they got it. I think, Rob, just because of what you said about that OWA address, I'm going to add that to my list too now. Well, I call it the portal, the Microsoft portal. But they should know that prior to the migration. Well, portals for the admin, if they just want to go to outlook.office365 and get their mail. The other thing that I do, and if they want to throw away the documentation, that's fine, but my (laughs) my contact information is on the documentation, so hopefully Mm -hmm. they keep that so they can call me. The other thing I do is I put my contact information in a contact record in their mailbox. Oh, very smart. They can say, you know what? Rob came here, and I don't remember how to get in touch with them. 
oh, look, it's in my contacts. We can call him again. Nice. So that's kind of a, you know, leaving my business card with them. So exactly. if they have, if they have issues, they, they know how to email me or call me. So you don't have a smiling mug picture of yourself on their desktop screen saying, call Rob? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Cute. Well, you know, I should actually pull out your documents and, rev- and review them again. I did find them when I was going through, um, when I was unpacking and going through all my computer stuff. And I was like, oh, I wonder how that worked out for you. Cause I, I had to redo my own systems after yeah. the meltdown. And I've updated. It's gone through several revisions. I have a, I have a template that I use, uh, for, for clients now, but it's great. I wanted to give them something so yeah. that they, they, that they know, okay, here are some things that are different. This is not an exhaustive list of everything. But mail is going to work a little bit different this way. Meeting requests are going to be a little bit different that way. Yep. Wow, I can check free busy time before I send an appointment yep. for a conference room or for a person. And, and that's really where the richest content is that, yeah. that, that my clients are using is, is calendaring. Oh, yeah, they love it. I had another client that wanted to manage um, their support. Uh, the owner wanted to make sure that the employees were responding to service requests from their customers. So, you know, setting those permissions within the portal, opening up the additional mailbox, they can see. Uh, and, and so that allows them to manage and make sure that they're not, the employees aren't letting their customers fall through the crack Yeah, by not getting email replies. Yeah. Well, pretty much in my world, when people ask, did you get my email? Yes, I did. They're just not replying to you. <laughs> I just hate to tell people that they're ignoring you. Hey, Rob, let's take a quick stop break. And instead of my normal 30 or 60 second commercial for App River, since they're my new sponsor and all, let's talk about App River and how much we enjoy working with them. I think that's a better than a commercial. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. I, do you want to start or do you want me to go? You can go ahead. Take all the, right. Take the. I got I got hooked up with App River from from you uh you know 6 or 9 months ago and my rep has been great. Uh he's helped me with ordering all of the different services for my for my clients, my prospective clients. And one of the great I think selling features of when I when I pitch to a client is I can present them with the App River data, which is just from their webpage of how many thousands and thousands and thousands of companies they've worked with and how they have global data centers for fault tolerance and redundancy and how they're hosting, I want to, this is a, a, a guess of a number, but I want to say it's like 8 million mailboxes, something like that. So it is a substantial number that they are working with. Mm-hmm. And, and another bonus, kind of a, a feather in the cap for App River is, and we were talking about this before the show, is when I went to the Microsoft Ignite conference uh, last month in Chicago, I picked up a, a free copy of the Office 365 for Exchange Professionals that was being handed out at one of the presentations. And in this book, they tout AppRiver as one of the premier third-party vendors. So, you know, this is a Tony Redmond book, and there are a few other few other guys uh, that are co-authors of it. But for them to mention AppRiver by name and nobody else... Yeah, I think is a testament to to the high quality that that they deliver. You know what I think, and this is just I'm guessing that maybe a few years ago, App River was not used so much by technicians because we weren't getting the work to need their stuff so much. I mean, think about it. When I first started doing this, there was only a few companies I knew of, and I, I you know, I'm a brick fix tech. So as you get bigger, you learn, right? I'm just, I mean, App River. I'm just hearing about it so much. 
that I'm guessing that because of the Office 365, you know, and they're offering great support. This is working out for techs like us to have my testimonial for them is I have a team of exchange admins. Absolutely. I mean, we don't have to keep up with that stuff, which I don't want to do. I mean, so if I have a problem, I say, call them up and those guys fix it. They so, were great. <laughs> yeah, they are I great. Had, I, had, I had a situation uh, a few weeks ago where my client was having some difficulty uh, having some mail come from a form on their web page, which was, I think, a PHP or page or something like that, and it wasn't processing correctly. And I worked with a uh, an app river tech and and he happened to know the web platform that they were on and and knew that it was mx related and and that there were some but some problems with yeah. the way the mail was looking and it wasn't going out to the mailboxes it was looking locally uh so they were great and 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 worked with me uh, to to fix the problem yeah and that's what i love is that i do my work and they do the other work and so I've said this before, when I tell a client I use a vendor, which is, you know, awesome because we have to sit on the phone with Microsoft for hours and I'm, I'm billing you at my rate, you know, it's not like I'm passing it off, but I say, look, AppRiver will tell you if it comes back to me. They're going to say, you need to call Lisa mm -hmm. or you need to call your tech. And so that's where I appreciate my clients get faster service because AppRiver has the 15 minute or less email kind of policy. And when you call in, you get a real tech. You don't get a salesperson that's trying to upsell you or your clients. They leave the sales to salespeople. And by the way, I love giving my, my new clients to my salesperson. They do a great job of taking care of that. If I can't seal the deal, I say, you should talk to my rep and he'll talk, you, talk to you about what you should get. All right. Anything else about our favorite vendor of Office 365? <laughs> uh, no, they've been great. I, I have... I have all of my services with them, so I'm, I'm very happy with them. Me too. So if anybody wants to get in touch with my rep, again, his name is Steve Harris, S. Harris at AppRiver.com. All right, now, Rob, another question that I wanted to ask you is you keep talking about this Ignite thing, and you know what? There's a, I mean, I, like I said, I'm a brick fix tech, so for me to get engaged in all this Microsoft Delve and this and that and Azure, and, and there's a lot of terms coming out now that I'm seeing on Twitter because I've been following all these Microsoft MVPs and stuff, because I'm trying to get into it. I'm lost. I don't even understand it. And I'm like, maybe I don't need to know it. What do you think? What is all the stuff? Oh, it's a fabulous new <laughs> world. Uh, <laughs> Open the doors to me. Azure, uh, <laughs> the Microsoft Cloud offering, uh, uh, several years old, but you can. Uh, it's a way that you can have your VMs in the cloud. You can put... Uh, Active Directory domain controllers there. You can sync okay. it locally to your business. Uh, it, it's very helpful for a hybrid uh, Office 365 or hosted exchange platform. Um, it's great. Ignite is, this was the first year that they've done that. They combined several of the conferences. Uh, the CEO, Satya Nadella, spoke. Uh, several of other very high-profile people within the company spoke and and the presentations were excellent there was a, a fabulous windows 10 demo so there's a lot of windows 10 items going on now or even yeah. more so in a few weeks whenever this airs and it was it was very in-depth for exchange uh or the presentations that i went for as well as for link i have some other things going on with link in my in my life 
But Skype well, for business. Skype thing? for business, absolutely. Yeah, they, they've re, they've merged and rebranded it. So uh, I was looking at the differences for for an implementation, either going to Link 2013 or Skype for Business 2015. Uh, but but really, one of the most impressive presentations that I went to was kind of a behind the scenes of how they run Office 365. Really, and the numbers. Of, of servers and the automation was staggering. One of the statistics that uh, the guy presenting, and, and I'm blanking on his name, was that they are deploying more servers each day now <laughs> than, than they did the entire first year of the service. Wow. Like five or six years ago. So the, the way that they have commoditized server deployments so that it's very low end proc ram mm-hmm. uh you know jbot hard drive uh system requirements and and configurations wow. and the deployment of you know redundant mailboxes across the dag and that there is no backup anymore and i think that's a big hurdle for businesses to 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 kind of understand because you don't need it yeah you can always recover deleted items Yep. You're, you're getting, you know, 50 gig, uh, if not more mailbox size. So you can always recover or hoard as much as you want. And if you ever delete it, you can get it back. So there, there is no backup because your data is replicated. So there's archiving. There's which archiving. You, and what you can get as a service. And mostly my, my financial people have to have that. I think in my, some law people, right? I think. Sure. There, you know, there, there's litigation hold. There's other kind of e-discovery issues that yeah. you can have. And, and those may be good or those may be yeah. bad, depending on what your client needs are. But the, the breadth and depth of the Office 365, uh, environment is, is staggeringly impressive. Oh, I just hope that Google just goes away. Well. Google Photos just a few days ago is is very impressive, but that's another podcast we can talk oh, about. You know what? After today, with I have had I think a lot of actually the stories I was going to tell at the beginning were all IMAP Google stories. I think I'm going to raise my rates for Google people. Is that bad? Well, I don't know. Maybe that's your I, choice. I think it should be. Well, here's the thing: is every time I deal with a a, a Gmail person or a Gmail client. It's always technically more challenging, which I'm okay with because I learn. And a lot of times I don't even build these clients to learn. There's always some snaggy doodle dandy thing going on, right? But I'm like, it never works out in my favor. Like, <laughs> it's very frustrating. And I'm like, I just wish I love setting up iCloud now, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I liked how it used to be. The good old days. But I guess I make more money. But uh, a lot of those people I flip over. I got a couple good consults uh, this week to um to do that anyway uh so let me ask you one last question here how do you think that do office 365 is going to change your business in the next year how is going to change my business i'm definitely going to 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 push it for the small businesses i think that it's it's indicative of the the microsoft philosophy of moving to the cloud yeah you're you're going to get more services more features, more functions. They've already explicitly stated it. It's going to come to 365 before it comes to your next on-premise of Mm -hmm. Exchange 2016 or Exchange 2019. It's going to be online first. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether or not 
those on-premise deployments go away or, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's a whole separate issue, but it, everything is turning into cloud software as a mm-hmm. service, you know, yeah. whether it's your individual word and Excel packages, whether it's, you know, link or Skype or, yeah. or exchange or, or whatever you have. And I think that's my, my selling feature. Yeah. And I think that's everybody's selling feature of, well, you can spend $10,000 on a server and windows licensing and, mm-hmm. and cows and exchange, uh, Oh, and then you can pay me to set it all up and configure it. Oh, and then also you're going to need to manage all of your patches for Windows yeah. and Exchange and manage all of your, you know, anti-spam and your, you know, your firewalls and all of your, you know, send connectors and whatnot. Or you can pay five bucks a month per user. Yeah. And I, and I think that once you look at that cost benefit ratio and, and you look at maintaining hardware, which is, you know, very low end commodity, yeah. you know, proc and RAM and, and hard drives, why throw effort at physical machines? Yeah. I, you know, it's very similar to the the VM versus physical argument. Even though yeah. Microsoft does, you know, strongly recommend physical machines, yeah. is that you don't have to manage it. I, I think there's still the the pitch of you need a, an admin, you need somebody like us or, mm-hmm. or or somebody on site to manage that. But they don't have to be in your town. You know, they can be in Florida, they can be in California, they could be Iowa. in Australia, Iowa. Iowa. Uh, they could be in Colum- <laughs> they could be in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, they could be in Australia. It, you know, as long as you have access, it as an admin, you can probably do as much as you need to do. I do it all uh, remotely. Good. And the use and the users can be anywhere. So yeah. so you don't need to have. Uh, a physical server, you know, you know, on on-site deployment. No. And you know what? I think that uh, a lot of these uh, firms that are still doing the servers, the big MSP guys, I totally get what they're doing. But I think that's where um, I even know a couple guys on Technable that are big MSPs that still use AppRiver. I think they do the reseller side though, not the uh, what do we call it? referral partners, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are resellers. So actually, the difference is is that they do everything. AppRiver doesn't do much. If you want to go that way, sure. Absolutely. Is that right? Because they, they actually do monthly billing for the client. They mm-hmm. manage the first level calls because they, they're managed services. So they kind of all inclusive their stuff when they when they do that. Am I right? I mean, yes. that's what I'm going yeah. with. Yeah. It's, it's very slightly. Yeah. I think it's a dollar more per mailbox. And if you know, if you want to take that on, great. That's not something I want to take on. No, so, me neither. So mm-hmm. I will take a, a smaller piece of that pie. Uh, and and to have App River as a resource that's available all the time is fabulous. Yeah. Oh, it is. And actually, I have no problem saying this: that if you become a reseller, you earn a commission. Um, you know, on each uh, job you send over their way. And um, I, I try not to, you know, use that as a selling tool for my clients. But I'll tell you this: that if they call and say, "Well, I already bought everything from Microsoft." I have them do the stop, drop, and roll, and say before we do this, let's think about this, because I'm 140 bucks an hour, and if I need to call Microsoft, I'm gonna bill you every hour, because that's what I have to do. So then that kind of sways them to my vendor, you know. But it's not to make the commission; it's just because I don't want to be that person on the phone with Microsoft for four hours and pulling my hair out. <laughs> but anyway. All right, Rob, we're at almost an hour here on our show. Do you got any final notes for the listeners? Uh, the only other things I would say is after they pick up your book, I would definitely suggest the oh. Office 365 book. I will uh, send you a link. There's cool. a, 
a Kindle version that's available on Amazon. Uh, and I'm only maybe about a hundred pages into it and it's about 600 pages. Wow. It's, it's, it's fabulous. It has hybrid. It has uh, group management, public folders, uh, uh, e-discovery, information rights management, DLP, auditing, all sorts of synchronization. And is it outdated already? <laughs> I, to a certain extent, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in the write-up online, they talk about how it is intentionally obsolete in the print version that I have. Yeah. And that one of the reviews online on Amazon says they've already received three updates to the digital yep. version since it was purchased. So yep. I'm very excited to have my copy, but kind of disappointed that it's printed. <laughs> well, guess what? Last summer, I was all stoked up to do Office 365 ebook. And then within two weeks after I started the uh, list, you know, of things I was going to do for the book, they had already gone through an admin control panel change. Mm -hmm. And the game changed. And then, yeah, so I was like, now I'm going to do videos. So I made this video PowerPoint, 17 of them. It's gorgeous. 17 video mods, right? Then they changed SharePoint and OneDrive to be Titans together. So then that changed that. And then finally I was like, you know what? I, then they went through another admin control panel change. I said, I'm not going to even try this ebook or videos for Office 365. So people have asked and I just said, look, it's, it's going to be obsolete the day I go to the next page. It's just like they change it and they don't tell you. And sometimes I have to go hunting and pecking to find what control panel thing I need to do or in the admin panel. But anyway, I think that, um, you know, that book is a great idea. And like you said, it's got some long-term value to it. And people should take that for what it is. A lot of things aren't going to change, but a lot of it does very quickly. So I won't be doing an ebook or video on it too soon, folks. Anyway, Rob? Yes. Yeah. Got anything to pitch to people? I'm going to do a final pitch for my books. Uh, pitch. No, if you don't call Lisa, call me. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, you know what? And the thing is, is that I do, you know, the same work pretty much. I do. I got a call today, actually, from a Podnuts listener that said, I've been listening to your shows. I need your help with one client, and then I need uh, maybe some migration help. And I'm like, I'm here. I'm here for you. Sure, absolutely. I'll I'm help. out there. Uh, yeah. If you guys need, uh, you know, remote assistance or migration assistance, I'm, I'm here as well. And post on the forums and yeah. uh, you should be able to find me. I'll tell you, Rob is a fast emailer and that is top in my book. The faster you email me, the faster I like you. <laughs> <laughs> I love fast emailers. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, let's see what else I got in my notes here. Blah, blah, blah. My whole show got rerouted from today's drama, by the way. So I have to do another one. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I think that's it. I'll do my clothes now. Let me go find it here real quick. All right. If you have a story to share and want to be a guest on the show, contact me, Lisa, at callthatgirl.biz. You can check out my past shows at podnuts.com slash ctg. You can get my ebooks at callthatgirl.biz slash publications. And this is Betty Podnuts Production, audio supported by Mitch Hammond. Thanks again to our sponsor, River. Be sure to check out our other Podnuts podcasts, Podnuts Daily, Android Apps Addicts, Linux for the Rest of Us, and the Geeksters. Take care, everybody.